You're listening to Leadership on the Ground, Season 4, The Tensions of Leadership. A tension is a gentle pull, a stretch that causes a strain, or an emotional trigger that can cause a positive or negative reaction. When you are in a leadership role, you are confronted with tensions constantly. It's what you do at these critical moments that matters most. In this series, we learn how to identify and acknowledge these tensions, how to appropriately respond to them with our next move, and how to skillfully navigate through them when leading ourselves, leading teams, and leading at the organizational level. This series is made possible by the international best-selling book, Leadership Rigor, your guide for achieving breakthrough performance in productivity. And now, here are your hosts, Todd Schnick and Erica Pietler. Good morning and welcome back to our special edition series, Leadership on the Ground, Season 4, The Tensions of Leadership. And as always, I'm joined by my friend and colleague, Erica Peetler. Erica, my friend, good morning. Good to be with you as always. Hey, good morning, Todd. How you doing? I'm doing great. Looking forward to today's episode, Episode 6, The Tension in Leading Organizations and Being Either an Entrepreneurial or an Enterprise Leader and Understanding How to Diagnose Your Business Lifecycle Stage and establishing your leadership role clarity. Very, very important conversation. A lot of tension here. I'm looking forward to it. Going to be a great show. Before we go there, Erica, remind our audience what is meant by the tensions of leadership. This is really going to be, I think, an exciting season for us because we've been engaging in this ongoing dialogue regarding leadership being a skilled profession. So it requires conscious discipline. It requires practice. And it's all in this pursuit of performance and productivity. So in season one, we really laid down some skills about how do you become a consciously competent leader? What do you need to do? How do you do it? And why do you do it? And then we advanced in seasons two and three, and we started to talk about practices of leadership. How do you practice in real time? How do you establish rhythm for working at the speed of business and putting some macro structures in place? In season four, Todd, we're going to change it up again, and we're going to look at these tensions that leaders face as they progress in advancing their leadership practice. And these tensions are stresses, they're pulls, they're triggers, and they're things that leaders must raise, wrestle with, and resolve, or else they're going to struggle, they're going to get stuck, and they're going to stagnate themselves and their businesses. So the stakes are really high in season four. All right. Well, thank you for that, Erica. All right. So organizational tension here. And this is a whole different ball game. And, and uh, you know, I didn't realize there were really two different ways to lead organizations. I mean, t- walk me through what you mean by either, because you have to be either an entrepreneurial or an enterprise leader. I don't think you can be both, right? You know, you really can't, although I get challenges on this all the time, right? Because people think that the answer is, well, I'm a blend and I can do both. But we naturally have a propensity to either be entrepreneurial or enterprise-based. And when you talk about it a little bit and you explore it a little bit, you start to realize, yeah, that makes sense. You know, they're different profiles. That entrepreneurial profile is much more about the hunter, looking for the deal, trusting your intuition, kind of going with what your gut tells you and following your hunches and believing in your instincts. An enterprise leader really has some fundamental beliefs in structure, process, systems, and they really help you operationalize your business and get the trains to run on time. So very different profiles, very hard to be both. Not that you don't have elements of both. The challenge for this episode is For an organization to navigate through its life cycles, like you said, we're going to talk about diagnosing them. 
you have to understand the appropriate balance that the organization is going to need between entrepreneurial and enterprise practices. And they're going to change over time with the life cycles. The challenge for the leader is to make sure that they have the appropriate leadership in place to match the life cycle. Well, most organizations will start in from an entrepreneurial mindset, right? And they're going to have to shift and evolve into an enterprise mindset as they grow and develop. I mean, and that's therein lies one of the big tensions is, all right, how and when do we do that? You said something before where you said, uh, most of the time we do that transition poorly. <laughs> and part of the goal here is to is to mitigate that and to understand, because look, I mean, I agree with you when I, because observing my own ability to lead my own organization, I, I mean, I have, I can't do both. I have not been good at both. But you have to flank yourself. I mean, and there's there's ways to hire around that too, right? Exactly. And what is really important in this episode and, and helping the listeners really understand is it's kind of like when you're thirsty. When you're really thirsty, you're already dehydrated, right? right? So, right. you know, when you really are feeling the pinch of not being able to scale and sustain your business, you know, you've waited too long to make some of the transitions between the entrepreneurial and the enterprise approach. So, you know, what we can talk about today and what we can hopefully put out there for people to consider is what are some of the telltale signs that you can ask yourself and sense to know that you have to start making that shift and that switch? And how do you do it? You know, and what are the impacts and the consequences for the organization if you don't? Well, I think one of the things you said was, you know, if, if you're entrepreneurial, you can hire a COO who can help you do that. If you're for enterprise, if you're more enterprise focused, then hire an innovation officer. So those are some very simple ways that you can kind of flank those weaknesses. Absolutely. And when you start at the top of the house, and, you know, I think it's a good idea when you're having this conversation at the organizational level to start at the top of the house. If the CEO is entrepreneurial, yes, there are ways to bring in people who are more process oriented or chief operations officer officer or some uh, directors of operations that can structure around you and give you freedom within structure. I love that phrase. You know, what entrepreneurs need is freedom within structure. And that's not to box you in or to make you less flexible, but to help enable you to do what you do on the outside in a way that can process the business and allow the organization to be productive and, and get the performance they're looking for. If you are that operational CEO, don't stagnate, you know, don't lose your mojo. Don't wait to be disrupted by others on the outside. Make sure that you're keeping an entrepreneurial spirit alive by having business development people that are hungry, that are outside looking to be the disruptor for you and not getting disrupted. Well, hearing you just say that, now you now begin to understand how an organization can be disrupted mm -hmm. because your leadership is focused on the wrong things, right? Exactly. Fascinating. Herein lies what I think another really key problem in thinking about this is I think there's way too many organizations that don't know what their life cycle is at that stage. I mean, talk about why that's so important to understand that. You know, this is so key because you go in and, and I'll ask an organization, I'll draw one of my like little S-curves and I'll say, you know, where do you think you guys are? Do you think you're in transformation, transition and growth? Most people say they're in growth. Like we're growing, we're, you know, growth organization. Yeah, but really, are you in growth or are you really transforming? I mean, are you, for example, doing an ERP system? Are you completely renovating the base of your technology? Are you restructuring your sales organization? Are you going through an integration? There could be so many aspects to you growing, but also in a state of transformation that if you don't know what stage you're in, you can't match that appropriate balance between enterprise and entrepreneurialism. You know, when you're in a startup, right? You don't in the first year or two when you're hungry, first getting the bits of information and getting your first clients, 
You don't say, hey, you know, let's do a uh, talent management uh, process because the three employees need to know where their careers are going to go grow, right? It's, it's irrelevant. But you start to become an organization of 30, you start to become an organization of 50, and you start to ask yourself different questions around process and people. So you got to understand where's the entry point for that. Mm-hmm. And this idea, I think another big conflict is the tension between strategy and operations. I mean, I think that is problematic in so many organizations. And, and I don't know that a lot of them ever get their heads around that. Talk about that tension and how to resolve that. Yeah, well, this one is interesting because, I mean, you know, you can have a, a conversation just on what's the difference between strategy and operations, which a lot of people don't necessarily fully understand. But as an organization grows, you really start to see the difference for making the distinction between strategy and operations. Making the trains run on time and getting the programs on the ground and implemented in the executional phase, that's operations. Where are we going to play and how are we going to win is strategy. And when you don't distinctly draw a line between those, you really start to have muddled conversations. You know, just like if you don't draw the line between are we entrepreneurial or are we enterprise-based? Well, we're both and we do a little bit of everything. When you do a little bit of everything and you don't make appropriate choices, you actually choose to do nothing or you choose to confuse the situation. So having a conversation around operations and strategy and distinguishing between those and then structuring your organization, quite honestly, here's a tension. You know, you start to get to a place in an organization's life cycle where it's been entrepreneurial, where it's now enterprise, and you literally need middle management. You ever watch an organization go through the process of evolving from its founders or its critical principles and stakeholders to building its operational level? That's a challenging process to go through. And it's literally building that next generation of leaders. And if that group at the top don't know how to build that bench and how to structure those processes, that could be a very difficult challenge. I have a couple of clients who, you know, have really built from the middle, you know, where the Mm. middle kind of comes in and helps the organization develop the processes and develop the structure. So, you know, you have to either build it from the top or build it from the middle, but it's okay to build it from either direction as long as you're clearing the choice. And you understand the tension that you're trying to resolve. Mm-hmm. And most organizations don't succeed at that, which is why they struggle. Okay, Erica and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the new international best-selling book, Leadership Rigor. This groundbreaking book will turn everything you think you know about leadership upside down. Leadership Rigor explores how to achieve breakthrough performance and productivity through leading yourself, leading teams, and leading at the organizational level. Author Erica Piedler outlines for her readers how to become change-ready leaders. Change-ready leaders are capable of embracing challenges with agility and optimism because they have the tools, models, and language to assess, structure, and facilitate solutions. Leadership is a skill that can be learned and practiced. Take the rigor challenge and ask yourself, do you want to lead mindfully and skillfully? Or do you want to subject your teams and organizations to your unstructured thoughts and approaches? The choice is yours. Will you rigor it? You can purchase Leadership Rigor on Amazon or by visiting ericpeetler.com. All right, Todd Schnick back with Erica Peetler. So, gosh, let's talk now because as you begin, this, this, you know, the, t- the natural tension that arises as you're evolving from a startup and more entrepreneurial to more enterprise. There are things that have to evolve organizationally as you transition towards that enterprise. One of those is, is your culture, obviously. And is, I've heard you talk a lot about this organizational excellence model. Talk about how that all fits. Yeah. So, you know, what's really important is 
getting a roadmap. It's really important to have a roadmap as you start to evolve from an entrepreneurial to an enterprise organization. And for me, one of the roadmaps that I use and, and help my clients and CEOs understand is this organizational excellence model, which says, listen, there are six things that you have to do at the enterprise level, right? You have to understand what you can do to create an optimal environment for your team and your organization to put their talents on the ground and to really, really deliver what it is externally and internally they need to deliver. So how do you create the right environment? And then what's the culture? I mean, how do we do things here? And how we do things at the entrepreneurial startup stage of our life cycle is very different than how we do it at the more established growth phase of our life cycle. Right. So how we do things around here, things start to change. Processes start to change. Approvals start to change. How we make decisions, who we involve in decisions and how we communicate around those decisions all start to change when we move from an entrepreneurial to an enterprise. It becomes a lot more structured and the talent becomes pretty significant. Do we have the right people on the bus? We're going to talk about in our last episode how the business shifts And is the talent and skill level shifting to keep up with the business? And if it doesn't, what's the tension there and how do we resolve that? Because those are some really tough choices. Mm -hmm. Strategy and performance are other parts of the organizational excellence model. You know, you can get away with never really having a strategy discussion until you get to the enterprise level. But you get to the enterprise level, you start to get boards and you start to get investors Mm. and people want to know what's your strategy and how are you going to measure performance just growing year over year? is not acceptable anymore. What was your target and did you hit or miss it? So different types of lenses and stresses come in. The last piece is messaging. You know, in an entrepreneurial organization, we have five or eight guys or 10 guys or 30 guys and ladies. You start to get into an enterprise, you know, casual one-to-one conversation doesn't work anymore. So the tension of people feeling included, informed, and on the same page is really key. So the organizational excellence roadmap can help you scale and sustain some of the fundamental practices that you have to have in place as an enterprise organization that may have been so informal when you were the entrepreneurial organization. Right, right. But as you shift from entrepreneurial to enterprise, though, you do have to focus on restructuring and or redesigning roles because the the roles are going to change and evolve as this thing shifts, right? They really do. And thus take us back to, you know, a couple episodes ago when we were talking about, look, there are real consequences to not building that bench, right? If we don't have a team leader in place who's building the future bench, the leader for today and tomorrow, We get to tomorrow and we have this large enterprise, but we have talent in place who's still running from that entrepreneurial perspective. And whether it's their capability, whether it's their capacity or whether it's their composure, they haven't evolved fast enough to be able to now support us on this larger scale uh, business platform that we're running. And now you have to ask yourself, okay, well, what do we do? We, We have people who have brought us to this part of the organization's growth. Do we redefine their role? Does their role change? Do they go into a different role? Do we say that, you know, there's no longer their role for us in the organization? You can imagine the tensions that start to develop if you haven't thought simultaneously about how you're going to balance the enterprise and the entrepreneurial approach around your talent. Boy, I would think two other big tensions that you have to think about as an entrepreneur versus an enterprise. And then more importantly, when when you shift from one to the other, is the speed of business and risk management. I mean, I think those have to be significant tension opportunities, right? Those are huge tensions. And you will find, you know, when you work in organizations that are going through a rebalance and, you know, we're kind of always going through a rebalance, the speed of business, let's just take it from the top. 
the entrepreneur speed of business is now and immediately, mm-hmm. right? The enterprise leader's speed of business is we have a process in place and we have some uh, things that we need to make sure are in place from a quality standpoint and from a risk management standpoint. So we don't need to get into analysis paralysis. We don't want to have rigor mortis, but we don't want to be impulsive, right? Because we can make bad decisions too quickly by not doing the appropriate analysis and assessment. So the speed of business is attention, and you have to find ways to balance that and collaborate on that. The other piece, as you said, is risk management. You know, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, it was a very high risk, probably environment, right? And that you could recover, you were small, the risks weren't that great. At an enterprise level, there could be greater legal consequences or compliance consequences as your organization starts to grow. So you need to be mindful about what becomes your risk tolerance in an enterprise model versus your risk tolerance in an entrepreneurial model. And you have to be able to recalibrate and have balance there. All right. Good stuff. I'm looking forward to the next episode where we tie all this up. Uh, So uh, that's all the time we have for today. Erica, should anyone have any questions, how can they find you and learn more? Yes, you can find me on Twitter if you're tweeting at Erica Peetler. And you can also reach out to me via email, erica at ericapeetler.com. Would love to hear from you. All right. Thanks for that. So join us next week for episode seven, the tension in leading organizations and being either an entrepreneurial or an enterprise leader and thereby enabling the organization to both scale and sustain itself. So until then, and on behalf of myself and my co-host, Erica Peetler, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week on Leadership on the Ground, Season 4.